Today it's our third study of the Queen's Christmas Messages here on Search for Truth, your Bible teaching programme with your Bible teacher Brian Johnston. Our short series about our late Queen Elizabeth's Christmas Messages is more than halfway through and today Brian's looking at the Queen's role model. Her role model was, of course, Jesus Christ. I'm reminded that we're approaching ever nearer to Christmas, a celebration marked by gifts given to those we love. And it's echoed from the giving by God of his one and only Son as a gift to those he loves, that is, all of mankind for all of time. As Christmas is a mere week away, I've chosen for us to enjoy a traditional Christmas carol, Silent Night, Holy Night. Our singers will sing it for us after Brian's talk. The words Christmas Carol remind me of a book of that title written by Charles Dickens. We hear a lot about social injustice and racist issues these days and Christmas is a time when many focus on helping the homeless, the less well-off and others in need. These things are not only issues in our day. In 1843, when Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol, times were bleak for the poor and the working classes. He wrote his book as a way to spread the message of oppression and the need for reform, choosing a novel rather than political pamphlets. His urgent need to secure his own income from his publishers prompted him to write the book in six weeks, from late October to early December 1843, when it was published. The first edition sold out by Christmas Eve that year, and it has not been out of print since. What Dickens wrote and intended as a sledgehammer message to awaken people's consciences was that employers are responsible for the well-being of their employees. Their workers are not of value only to the extent to which they contribute to a product for the cheapest possible labour cost. They are of value as fellow passengers to the grave, in the words of Scrooge's nephew, and not another race of creatures bound on other journeys. Employers owe their employees, as human beings, no better but no worse than themselves. I've recently been researching my own family history in the Yorkshire village of Silkston near Barnsley. In 1838, there was a terrible incident at the Husker coal mine which claimed the lives of 26 children, boys and girls aged from 7 to 17, who worked in terrible conditions like many others at the time, in the coal mines and factories of northern England. It was brought to the attention of the then young Queen Victoria, recently crowned, and a relative of our late Queen Elizabeth, and as a result of the reforms brought about by her influence and some Christian politicians at the time, such as Lord Ashley, later Lord Shaftesbury, working practices were reformed and conditions greatly improved. It's a fundamental principle and a command of our Lord Jesus for Christian living that we should love God above all and love our neighbours as ourselves. Christian service always involves seeking the welfare and good of others above our own. So here's Brian now with the Queen's role model. Thanks, John. Our late Queen's coronation ceremony was watched in the UK by an estimated 27 million people. 11 million listened on radio, plus millions more tuned in worldwide. It took place at Westminster Abbey, London, 
which had been the setting for every coronation since 1066. During the service, she was asked by the Archbishop to make the following promises. The Archbishop asked, Will you solemnly promise and swear to govern the peoples of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the Union of South Africa, Pakistan and Ceylon, according to the respective laws and customs? The Queen replied, I solemnly promise so to do. The Archbishop then asked, Will you to the utmost of your power maintain the laws of God and the true profession of the gospel? Will you to the utmost of your power maintain in the United Kingdom the Protestant Reformed religion established by law? Will you maintain and preserve inviolably the settlement of the Church of England and the doctrine, worship, discipline and government thereof as by law established in England? To this the Queen replied, All this I promise to do. The Bible, as God's word, played a central role in the proceedings. At one point, the Queen knelt down, laid her right hand upon the Bible and said, The things which I have here before promised, I will perform and keep, so help me God. The Bible was then presented to Elizabeth II by the Archbishop, who said, Our gracious Queen, to keep your majesty ever mindful of the law and the gospel of God as the rule for the whole life and government of Christian princes, we present you with this book, the most valuable thing that this world affords. Here is wisdom. This is the royal law. These are the lively oracles of God. So said the Archbishop to the Queen. The Queen's yearly Christmas broadcasts regularly included statements of personal Christian belief that Jesus Christ was her, that is the Queen's, saviour and her messages drew on ideas and phrases that came from the Bible. It's this that shows that she did value the gift given to her at her coronation. For instance, in her 2014 Christmas address, she stated, For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. So said our Queen. And she was mentioning there a Bible verse that's a favourite at Christmas, found in the prophet Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The child born was God's son given. Year after year we recall the story of Mary and Joseph, and once again encounter the shepherds, the magi, the star, and the child Jesus, who was to deliver his people from their sins. 
the Queen said Jesus Christ was her role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. Jesus was born to die, and he died that we might be forgiven. May I call on you to consider that offer of forgiveness personally. If you haven't already done so, perhaps this story will help. There was a young lad walking with his dad in wartime. It was night, and they were walking together down past a row of houses. The dad has his boy's hand in his as they walk along. At one point, the boy notices occasional commemorative stars in some of the windows belonging to the row of terraced houses. He's curious as to what they mean, so he asks his dad about them as any child would. Softly, his dad explains about the war that's happening and how many young men from these homes had gone to help in the war effort. Some of them had paid the ultimate price. They'd given their lives on the field of battle. They wouldn't be returning home to live again in these little houses. In each house, overtaken by such a tragedy, the family had placed a star in the window. The boy was thoughtful, and for a while said nothing in reply, until he came to a gap between two sections of the terrace of houses. Suddenly he points to a star in the night sky, framed in the gap between the houses, and says, Look, Daddy, God has given his son too. He did. Our Queen, at her coronation, was reminded that the Bible is the most valuable thing in the world. In it, there's one verse, found at John chapter 3 and verse 16, and it says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes on him should not perish, but have eternal life. May I ask, have you responded in childlike faith to the truth of that verse? Each one of us is the same in this regard. Our state of mind is in a state of war against God, our attitude hostile to him. We're self-centred and not God-centred. It's this state of affairs the Bible calls sin. We are no longer the way God intended for us to be. Jesus doesn't only want to be your role model, but first of all, he wants to be your saviour so that you'll never come into judgment for your sins before a holy God. As the Queen did, please acknowledge Jesus as your Prince of Peace. Oh.
So I hope you enjoyed today's talk and I'd like to remind you there's no transcript book for these December talks but they'll be available again when we resume the next series after Christmas. If you want to write to us, here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. So I hope you enjoyed today's talk and I'd like to remind you there's no transcript book for these December talks but they'll be available again when we resume the next series after Christmas. So that's it for today. Many thanks indeed for the pleasure and privilege of your company. Next week, God willing, as we approach Christmas Eve, we have the final talk in this four-part series about the Queen's Christmas messages. So do join me if you can, same time next week. But for now, it's goodbye and very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers and me, John. So see you again soon and in the meantime, we wish you a happy Christmas season and God's richest blessings. So-